That was great. Uh, so uh, let's see the first slide up there. Um, we're gonna. So I'm going to uh, share the lesson with Ken. We're going to talk about a little bit about hospitality again. Uh, I'd like to start with a scripture, three John, verse five and eight. Here we go. Dear friends, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. So I'm excited, as uh, Mark talked about several weeks ago, that, uh, to see what God is going to do through our congregation, uh, to love God, serve God, to um, really be a light to this world. Um, Tony, uh, as you know, is giving a, um, a talks on, um, for, on Peter, uh, really helping us to uh, live our, have our life match our doctrine. He wants to do a nine-week course on that. I understand that. I want to do a nine-week course on unity and diversity. And uh, Dr. Pohl, there's a, a next slide. Dr. Pohl, uh, we covered some of her books. She wrote a book on hospitality, and uh, she actually gives a nine-week course at her church on hospitality. So as you can see, there is a, a lot to learn about hospitality. What Dr. Pohl did was she went out and visited different communities uh, that were dedicated and committed to the work of hospitality. Uh, so in her book, she really goes through the history of hospitality in the church, in the early church uh, uh, after um, the Bible was written, and carries this all the way up to, into today. And as today, you know, most of the time we think of hospitality, we, we can have different thoughts about it. Uh, one thought could be like, oh, I have to entertain some people. I can't entertain. I mean, what do I? What, what are we going to play some checkers? I don't know. Um, the other thing is that uh, sometimes we think of hospitality as, you know, kind of small talk, and it's like, eh, I, I, I don't really want to get into the small talk. Um, and then uh, it's all the preparing uh, for the hospitality. Uh, so hospitality today uh, is it, a lot of times for people it doesn't mean what it meant back uh, in the Bible's time. So I'm really excited to uh, be a part of a team uh, working together to learn how to uh, be hospitable the way God intended us for to, to be hospitable. Uh, there is a, a lot to learn. I didn't really realize that there's a nine-week course. There's nine weeks of stuff to learn. Uh, but if you think about it, there is quite a bit of things to learn. I mean, the pros and the cons uh, of hospitality, how you should be careful, things to think about, things to consider. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm really excited because, again, we have really all the time until Jesus comes back to figure this out. We also have one another to help us figure these things out. And there's there's a lot of stuff written out there uh, in the Word of God and through uh, works like Dr. Pohl helping us to be hospitable so that we can be a light to this world. So really, hospitality is welcoming those most in human connection, uh, most need of human connection is crucial. Pushing past superficial layers of friendliness to the deeper strata of respect, care, and honesty. In the past, uh, it meant welcoming strangers into a home, offering them food, shelter, and protection. 
most of us will really never know and experience that. I mean, today we have uh, tons of uh, hotels, we have hospice services, we have hospitals, uh, we have uh, social welfare programs. We have a lot of things to really take care of those in need. So we have kind of lost that touch of the hospitality that you would see in the Bible and the scriptures that were in the Bible, uh, where people would show up to a town and have really no place, no food, and it was the expectation. And really it was a, a sign of you honoring God by being hospitable to the stranger. So we're going to go on this journey together, learning how to be hospitable, not only to the stranger, but to the uh, to one another, uh, as the Bible talks about. Hospitality is a skill and a gift, but it is also a practice which flourishes as it multiplies skills that are developed. Such uh, communities are also a sign of hope. In her book, she says the love is possible, that love is possible, that the world is not condemned to a struggle between oppressors and oppressed, that classes and racial warfare is not inevitable. She also, I won't go through the whole nine-week course in three minutes, but I'll give you some commonalities that she had in these communities that she studied. The practice of hospitality almost always include, includes eating meals together. Sustained hospitality requires a light hold on material possessions and a commitment to simplified lifestyles. The most potent setting for hospitality in this overlap of private and public spaces, hospitality flourishes at the intersection of the personal, intimate characteristics of the home and the transforming expectations of the church. Practitioners view hospitality as a sacred practice and find God is especially present in the guest, the host relationship. There is a mutual blessing in hospitality, and you see this throughout the Bible in terms of it speaking as you're hosting Jesus, you're hosting God, you're hosting angels as we practice hospitality. Almost all insist that the demands of hospitality can only be met by personal uh, persons sustained by a strong life of prayer, times of solitude, and working together. It can take a lot out of us to uh, be hospitable, to be to plan, uh, to serve the needs of those around us. Uh, but that's what we're going to be trained on how to do, and that's what God calls us to do. Practicing hospitality always involves risk and in the possibilities of failures, but there is a greater risk uh, and loss in neglecting hospitality. So I want to encourage us today to really take on those risks. Uh, it can be risky. It can be a lot. Uh, we, we really need to work together, rely on God so that we can bring glory to God. Um, we will, uh, again, learn from one another on how to do these, these things together. Even if only brief, the stronger, uh, the stranger is included in a life-giving and life-sustaining network of relations. Such welcome involves attentive listening and a mutual sharing of lives and life stories. It requires an openness of heart, a willingness to make one's life visible to others, and a generosity of time and resources. Thanks. Good morning, everybody. Trust that uh, service has been going well. We've been back with the kids until now, so watching back there. So it's, uh, if you get a chance, you guys really need to say something to those kids, uh, teachers back there. Man, they do a great job. 
So, uh, so uh, the topic we've been given today is called uh, Hospitality, a Christian Lifestyle. And uh, I, got, I get this email that says, would you, would you and Lana uh, share some thoughts about this? And, and the word lifestyle kind of stuck out at me. That's a word that uh, we use a lot. We talk about lifestyle, but when it talks about Christian lifestyle, what exactly does that mean? And so um, this, is a, this is a slide that uh, Tim used in our workshop. And uh, the author here uses words like uh, not optional, which is kind of catches your eye a little bit, right? And then uh, necessary practice. I looked in uh, I looked in the dictionary. A Mer- Merriam Dictionary says that lifestyle is the typical way of life of an individual or group. The typical way of life. You know, most of you guys know me. You've known me for a long time. I, you know that I I grew up literally my whole life going to church. And I went to school at uh, Oklahoma Christian University. I have enough hours in Bible to have a minor in Bible. And I can't, I, I, I struggle to remember very many lessons or sermons or anything on the topic of hospitality. We talk about fellowship all the time and having fellowship, which is what we do when we're being hospitable, I think. But I don't know that I've ever heard many teaching about hospitality and what it means to biblically to be hospitable. And so it's, it's, this has really got me to thinking, particularly since Tim did, you know, we did the workshop a, a month ago. And the thought struck me, this may not seem like a hospitality scripture, okay? But Matthew chapter 16, Jesus is with his disciples and Peter confesses that he believes that Jesus is the Messiah. And, and Jesus says, blessed are you, Peter. And he says in verse 8 and in verse uh, 18, he says, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. He spoke that 2,000 years ago in the midst of the Roman Empire the mightiest force on earth at the time. And for the next three to three, four hundred years, they did everything that they could to destroy the church. And now, 2,000 years later, the Roman Empire is on the dust of history and the church is still here. How do we explain that? Next slide, please. Peter tells us, and you guys in, on Wednesday night, I think you, you probably did this, this class. In fact, I think this is the, this is the verse that Tony th- preached on last week, wasn't it? First Peter chapter 4. So we've seen this before, right? This is starting in verse 8, but verse 7, right before this, Peter urges the Christians that he's talking to there to be alert because the end of all things is near. It's kind of an ominous saying, right? So this, what he's saying next is, he says he starts with above all. 
what is most important. He lists kind of three things here. Love each other deeply. Offer hospitality. And serve others. Are you surprised that hospitality is in this list? Of all the things that he could say, quiet times, prayer, worship, evangelizing, this is his list of what's above all. And hospitality is right smack in the middle. Jesus even told his disciples on the night he was going to be crucified, he says, they will know you're my disciples by how you love one another. I want to suggest to you that love, hospitality, and serving others is how the church overcame the Roman Empire. Think about it. They didn't raise an army. Well, they kind of did but not to fight, to serve. You know, I've always thought that I've been kind of a hospitable guy, but somehow I don't think that having people over to my house for dinner once in a while is exactly what defeated the Roman army. Somehow I think that there's probably something a little bit more to being hospitable biblically than just being social. Not that that's not important. Maybe lifestyle is the point of the whole thing. What does that mean? I think Lana has some thoughts she wants to share. So in the scripture there in 1 Peter, uh, what jumped out to me was... uh, the two words, without grumbling. I looked at that and thought, you know, there's times I read something in the Bible and it's like, God didn't have to put that in there. I mean, he did it. But there was a specific, obviously there was a specific reason why he did. And I have been so guilty of grumbling about hospitality. I'm an introvert. And those of you who know me know that that's what I, I'm like, and that it's taken years of being a disciple and God and people in my life to help me to get to the point I am now, to be able to really love being around people and having people around me and having people in my home and on, on a regular basis. I mean, I can do the fits and starts or the every, every now and then, but that consistency, I can start to feel the anxiety. I can start to feel the, oh, I don't have any time here for this. But the thing is that I've always believed is that if I do the things God needs me to do, he will give me the time that I need for me. And so there's times that, but there's times that I still, Ken's the one that says, hey, can we have somebody over for dinner? And I was going, oh, well, let me think through, you know. And so it's, it's just not been one of my strengths on, a, on any kind of a consistent basis. And really in the, the way that we're looking at hospitality right now, it's, it has been more, let's get this big crowd of people together and we'll have fun. And, and, or, you know, we've always had our home open. And I've always believed that the, 
even before I became a disciple, that God gave us a great house and he gave us that house for, for us to share with people. So I feel like there's an, a, a foundation of that right heart about it, but the practice of it, it's just been more and more, more difficult for me. I think in, in different, different times, uh, I've done okay with it and there's times I just haven't. And so, um, as of today, the grumbling will stop in the, in the, and most of it's in my mind. Okay. There's some of it is outward, but some of it's in here and that will stop when it comes to this topic for sure. And, uh, really want to, and, and really will feel like I need to pray for God to help my heart to continue to grow in the way that he, it needs to. So, so, um, I don't want to leave the, the impression that I'm this great hospitable guy, all right? Because I'm, I'm right there next to her, okay? I have to be reminded from time to time that, hey, we need to, you know, get out and do stuff. But, uh, you know, I've, I've come to the conclusion that I've got to take a closer look at my heart when it comes to hospitality. And, you know, over the years, it's, it's, it's kind of hurt my heart a little bit to hear people you know, I talked to people and something's going on and they, they said, you know, I just thought you were too busy to do whatever. And I think I have this, it's easy for me to project how busy I am. And this projection of being busy can kind of keep people at arm's length a little bit. And so uh, that's, that's the thing that I think that uh, we've been really trying to work on over the last several months is to not be so busy. And that is that is kind of the modern lifestyle, is it not? That we are so busy, we can't be hospitable hospitable because we're too busy. I got this going on. I got to go do this. I got to do that. And when I get done, I'm too tired. Okay. And so that kind of gets to. Well, gosh, we just skipped right over the third. Go to the next slide. I forgot to tell you to switch. We, we, this is this is Jesus' lifestyle. He modeled hospitality, and uh, you know you don't have to look through. I mean, look at Luke is a good example. You read all the all the gospels, and somebody I think once said that Jesus ate his way through the gospels. I don't I don't know, but uh, I mean there's he was always he was always sharing a meal with somebody, and it wasn't always his disciples. He was always with other people that weren't his you know that he was around, and uh, that's got to become more my lifestyle. So the last slide, the first quote says that those who practice hospitality consistently comment they receive more than they give, and I think that's pretty obvious. Any, and most of us here have had people in our home. We've, we've gone out and done, you know, we've done hope events. We've, anytime we serve people, we always come away feeling better off than when we started, right? So that's, that's kind of an obvious one. The, sec, the second quote is not quite so obvious to me says, almost all insist that they can only stay with the demands of hospitality with a strong personal life of prayer and solitude. And if you listen closely, I think that's what you heard Lana sharing. You know, it's taken all these, all these years of discipling and teaching and being a part, being a disciple and being around people to kind of get to a point to where we can feel like we can be hospitable. Because it is a lifestyle and I believe that, that this idea of lifestyle, there's kind of two, there's two important pieces there. One, it's a heart. It's a mindset. It's a heart. You know, we talk about 
in that first Peter passage, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of specifics. Go do this. Go do that. Go do this. It's just love love people, offer hospitality, and serve. It's a heart. It's a heart for people. It's a heart to want to be with people and to help people. The second thing I think that comes to mind about hospitality, the lifestyle. Lifestyle suggests it's just not Sunday. You know, we're all pretty good at going out to lunch and doing stuff with people on Sunday, and we fill our Sundays up. But then what happens the other six days of the week? I was thinking this week about when the church was planted in 1991. Do the math. <laughs> the difference between you know what we did back then and what we do now. Of course, things changed. I mean, it's, what, what, 30 years ago. I mean, the life is different. But man, I tell you what, those those first few weeks, months, years, we did everything together with the people in the church, everything. And we don't do that anymore. And I'm part of that. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody out there. I'm pointing at me. We don't, we don't do that anymore. And there's a reason for it. I mean, this is a different time, different place, different circumstance. But, you know, is there a heart for relationship? Is there a heart to be together with people? Is there a heart to, be, to serve one another? Jesus said, we, they will know you're my disciples by how we love one another. And we can't show that to people if we're at home every night by ourselves. We just can't. You know, we, we've started this community meals initiative. And honestly, this is just a, a, a simple, easy, simple, single step to kind of give us a nudge. To, to kind of get something started, to get moving towards learning how to be hospitable with one another and how to practice this essential Christian lifestyle. And I think this is something that's, that's really important for us as, a, you know, in our generation. This is, you know, we, we, Lana and I had, had a bunch of people over for the Super Bowl. And it started out we were gonna we wanted to have just a few disciples because we wanted we wanted to invite a bunch of coworkers and neighbors and stuff and so we wanted to keep it kind of small that way so we you know we could invite a bunch of other people. We Lana and I together we ended up inviting like six different people, and one was able to come. <laughs> Everybody else already had plans, but the 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 thing about it was that the people that I talked to. Every single one of them, you know, said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't come, but, man, I was, thank you for the invitation. Invite me again. Nobody has ever done that when I've invited them to church or to a Bible study. And I intend to, <laughs> you know, I intend to invite them to, to, to some things. And, and the thing I'm excited about the, these things is I'm excited for my friends and coworkers to meet you guys. Amen. I see people in my office every week, and they have they don't they don't have friends like you guys. They don't. I count my blessings every day. 
and I want my friends and my coworkers to come and meet you guys. And that's what, that's what these community meals and this hospitality thing means to me. And so I, I want to encourage you guys to let's, let's be about this essential Christian lifestyle. Let's pray. Father Jesus, when he came, he presented such a daunting example for us to follow, an example of loving other people and laying down his life. And Father, it's just so easy for us to get caught up in our everyday lives and the busyness. And Father, I pray that you would help us as we move forward to really find a way to slow down, to focus more of our attention on the people around us, and to learn to love people like you love people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.